Before we begin the sermon, I do want to remind you, if you wish to support the ministry of this podcast or of my local church that I serve, you can send all donations to Henry's Chapel at 563 East Main Street in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And now, without further ado, our text this morning is Philippians in the third chapter, verse 4b through 14, 4b through 14. And as you're, you're turning there and finding out your way, I want to share a story of a few years ago, I was going on a mission trip with a group from a different church, and we were heading to Henderson Settlement in Frakes, Kentucky. And if, you, if you're not familiar with Frakes, it's in the Appalachian foothills. And so what happened was we keyed in the address that we had into our GPS. And we set off in our, in our rental van. And sure enough, we get to, to Kentucky and we think we're heading the right way. And it says we're getting close. And then all of a sudden, the directions tell us to take a, a turn off of the paved road. And as we continue to follow, we, it, as it tells us to turn, there's still what one would deem as maybe a dirt road or, or even maybe a path. If you're uh, a hunter, it may be a path to like a deer stand or something like that. But every time it told us to turn, evidently there was still a turn to take. And so we continued to follow the directions. And, and eventually we found ourselves at a spot where there was a sheet metal sign nailed to a tree, spray painted, do not trespass, trespassers will be shot. And at this moment, we decided that we probably needed to turn around. We we found that we were that though we were following what we thought was the right way, it took us to the wrong destination. And with that in mind, let us hear these words from Philippians in the third chapter, beginning in verse four B and going to verse fourteen, where we hear this. It says, if anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal a, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in death. If somehow I may maintain the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained this or I, or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it known, make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own beloved. Do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so... 
this morning we we hear you know, Paul's resume. Um, Paul goes on at the very beginning of our text, telling us that if anyone has reason to boast, it would be me. I I have everything. He wants to prove that he's not just on the inside, but he is the ultimate insider. He knows of everything that he's talking about. He He's not just somebody looking out going, that's not right. But he's on the inside. Do, he's done everything that he was supposed to do. He has followed the instructions. He has followed the law to a T. And then in verse 7, he says, Yet whatever gains I have, all of these things that at one time I would have counted as assets are now liabilities. Everything that I would have gained as gain, counted as gain rather, is now loss. It means nothing to me. He had done it all. But, but he came to find out that what he was doing is not the goal, but it was something deeper. He, 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 had, he had done everything and realized that he had not gotten to the right destination. He had followed the GPS, but realized that where he ended up was not where he had intended to, was not where he was supposed to be. He had followed all the rules and regulations and realized that where he was supposed to be was somewhere completely different, somewhere much deeper. Which raises the question in my mind, how often do we find ourselves following the roadmap, following the rules, following the regulations, following everything that we've been told, only to find out that we're not in the right destination. We're not where we were called to be. We find ourselves saying, but I followed the rules and the societal norms. I even followed those teachings that I heard at VBS, but I'm not but I'm not where I need to be in my relationship. I'm not where I need to be in life. Which may also raise the question of how much does your faith even dictate your actions? How much does your identity cause you to act in a way, in a certain way, that you, that you, start, that you act this way because of who you've been told you are or who, you, who you're supposed to be or what your last name is or who you are in society? You see, Paul's interpretation of his own conversion um, tells us something that we all need to hear. It's a a reflection on what it means to proclaim the gospel. Because unlike many approaches that we hear in modern day preaching um, that offer this idea that the gospel is the answer to all problems in people's lives, Paul seems to find it an understanding that says the gospel to be is much more than that. It's actually just the opposite in many times. And it gave him no answers to problems, but instead it disturbed his answers and set him in a search of a new solution and a new understanding. It, it, it pushed him towards this new understanding it, or forced this new understanding on him, an understanding that required a radical reassessment of his past, present, and future. Which raises the question, how often do we enter into our time of study, enter into the gospel, enter into our relationship with God with an understanding that it's, it could disturb us? So often, I think, I believe personally, 
And I believe this because I've done it before. And if I'm not careful, can find myself falling into this as well. again many times. Instead of searching the scriptures, or, we, or rather, we search the scriptures as opposed to letting them search us. And what I mean by that is that we read the scriptures to support what we want to do, to support the direction we want to go, to support the actions that we're already doing. And, and I dare say if the scriptures promotes our lives and says that there is no need for change in what we are doing, then we are reading the scriptures wrong. Because so often what we find, if we're honest with ourselves, we, but we, is that the scriptures call for a change, call for something different. Not that you're not living a good life, but that God has more in store for you. I think so often this can come into reflection when we find ourselves reading the parables of Jesus and we find ourselves hearing ourselves the so often the hero of the story, if you will. You read and you hear the story of the Good Samaritan, and so often we like to say, well, that's the preacher and that's this, but the Samaritan, that's me. I'm the one that would do that. But the reality is so often that we're not. If we're honest with ourselves as we dive into scriptures and we allow the scriptures to search us, they would tell us, and they would condemn us of those ways in which we have strayed from the will of God. And that is what Paul is getting at in the text this morning, is he is saying that there's a shift that needs to occur. That it's not all about doing the right thing and, and, and aligning, just doing everything correctly, but it's about looking at our hearts and where it is that God is calling us to be in our lives, not by our doing, but by our beliefs and by our heart and by our very our our very identity in him that says, if I, God, if I am your beloved, if I am your child, I am called to go and do your will, not my own. And that's what Paul is saying. Is he saying, if anybody had reason in this world to boast, it would have been him. But every, all of that matters not be, uh, compared to his relationship with Jesus Christ. See, he got so caught up in the doing that he lost sight of the actual relationship part of Christianity. And I think we are the same way. We grow up being taught in children's moments and in VBSs, and I'm not discrediting any of those, but so often we buy into this term that we've heard that I've heard so often about moral therapeutic deism, which is that we are raising people not to be Christian and Christ followers, but to be good people because what we promote is do this, don't do that. And we promote actions being important, which they are. But what we don't promote within our churches and understand within our own hearts is that Christianity is not this religion of do, but it is a religion of relationship. It's a, it's a religion based on the essence of who you are and understanding who you are in Christ and that you are Christ's beloved. You are created in the image of God. And, and it shifts Paul's thoughts so much that, that if, depending on the translation you have, it says something along the lines of, I've lost everything for Christ. But what I lost is sewer trash or dung. He, he compares everything that he has lost and he says, it's poop. It doesn't matter. I, he, said, he literally says, I had everything in this world, all of the clout that you can imagine, all of the support, all of the status, and none of it matters 
as much to me as having this relationship with Christ. He's he, he's saying that yes, I want to be an insider, but I want to be an, I want to be inside of my relationship with God. I want to be digging inside of the scriptures. I want the scriptures to be searching me and telling me where it is that I need to go. He he, he has come to realize that the things that the world would call a follower of God has nothing to do with what it actually means to be a follower of Christ so often. Because so often we, we are seeking to be, when, it, when we hear about the resurrection, that we're seeking this life after death. But what Christ is calling us to is to embrace life to the fullest in the here and now. And this pursuit of perfection is about this life. Forgetting the things, as, as Paul says, the things behind me, and reach, but reaching for the things ahead of me. What he is saying is, God, search my heart. Allow your scriptures to search me in my prayer time. Be, Oh, God, be honest and authentic with me as I purge myself of those ways that are of me and not of you. He's saying, I'm not seeking this worldly Christianity anymore, God, but I am seeking a heart that is fully seeking after you and your will for me. Because that's all that matters is that I share your love and your grace and your mercy, and I do your will in this world. I've heard it said so often that if, uh, if the God that you serve lines up with, hates the same person that you hate, then you're probably not serving God at all, but you're probably serving self. If the God that you claim to serve has the exact same political agenda as you, then you're probably not necessarily serving God at all, but you're serving self. You, you, it, what we need to do is take a step back from everything that we've been taught, everything that we've heard, and everything that we think we know about God and go, oh God, search my heart and remove those things that are not of you. Show me those ways in which I have begun to worship self or world over you. Those ways in which I am hating and, and marginalizing people that are created in your image, show me, oh God. Those ways in which I've promoted a system and a status that says that someone is over the other, show me, oh God, for you seek unity and you should seek equality within your creation. My friends, it's time that we take a step back and say this worldly idea of Christianity that we use so often to promote our own wants, desires, agendas, and status has failed so many. And say, God, open our eyes, our hearts to the idea that we may be wrong, but open my eyes and my heart and my mind to the ways in which I need to follow you, even if it means leaving everything that I have earned behind. Even if it means that you find yourself at odds with friends that claim to follow Christ as well, that we can do so in a loving manner. But what we need to do is we need to spend more time with, the, with God and in the scriptures than simply following what other people tell us God is and God is calling us to do. So often I think that we the only time that we hear God's voice is if is it, when we go to church and we believe that our preachers are proclaiming God's good news. And so what we do is we find ourselves not worshiping God at all, but worshiping a preacher and their teachings of it. And I'm here to tell you as a preacher that we so that we get it wrong as well. 
And my hope and my desire is that people that are listening to this would be willing to open their ears, open their eyes, open their hearts, open their minds to, and if I'm, if I say something that you feel is wrong, that we could have this discussion. And, but if also that if you see me pursuing something that is not of God, that you, that we could have that discussion. You see, what we hear so often in Scripture when Jesus is calling his disciples is that people are called to give things up for the Lord. That what we are called to do is to give up everything and search after only him. So what is, when is the last time you gave up anything for Christ? What, do you, what, have, what have you given up? And that's not to say, because I think so often when we hear that, we, it becomes this negative of, oh, well, I have to be homeless and I have to be this to, and, that, and that to follow Christ. No, but what, when was the last time that you actually had to give up something that you wanted in order to serve God and to serve the needs of God's people? Maybe it's giving up a life that has, in, in order to fully pursue after God this life that we have that we have built and said this is what it's all about maybe it's taking up an authentic life a life filled with purpose maybe it's taking up a life of knowing Christ of not just simply knowing about but actually knowing Christ seeking Christ's path forgiveness invitation grace and even his suffering as we hear from Paul My friends, my challenge for us this day is that we can take a true inventory of ourselves and our lives and say, oh God, search me and know me and purge those things that are not of you from my life. Prune me, oh God, that I may better and more fully serve you. Oh God, search me and remove those false teachings, those heresies, those Thoughts that are that I've all that I've found myself believing about you that are not true, then oh God, remind me that there is no way that I will fully understand you, for you are an infinite God and I have a finite mind. So my understanding of you is always evolving and growing, oh God. My prayer for us is that we will become people that engage in relationship, that continue to seek and know and become more familiar with God every day. And in those moments where God's teachings disturb us and call us to change and shift, that we would not just write those off, but that we would actually make the shift and the change to be God's people, a people labeled by God's love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, that love, grace, forgiveness that promotes equality, and unity in this world that so badly needs to see, hear, and feel God's love and unity and equality. Amen and amen.